January 23rd, 1912. The International Opium Convention is signed. It says, in part, if you're a cop, you have to tell us if you're a cop. Welcome to The Revisionists, the show where we take history and see if we can punch it up. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest tonight is a hilarious Denver comic and a writer for Westward, Byron Graham. On the live start already. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> they can't hear you. Oh, really? No. Oh. <laughs> they, can't hear, they can't hear your cries for help or the pla- see the plaintive look in your eyes when you realize that. Oh, yeah. I, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, if you're just joining us, what we do on the show is each episode we take a topic from history. One host presents a true story and one host comes up with an alternate history. And the winning story becomes our accepted history going forward. And you, the listeners, decide, except when we say you don't, in which case one of us does. Basically. (laughs) Speaking of, uh, last episode, Tutankhamen, the vote is in, and the winning story is the true story. A big get for truth, which is a real underdog on this show, if I may say. I think this is the third time the truth has won. Out of like 10 episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Because the truth doesn't have time travel. Or a bunch of fuckfests. No. Actually, yes, no, it, it, it has, has fuckfests. There's plenty of fuckfests. <laughs> it has fuckfests aplenty. Not in Tutankhamen's F-F-A-P. case. <laughs> well, Far too much malaria for an effective fuckfest ratio. Well, it's definitely not effective fuckfest. No. <laughs> the fuckfest effectiveness. Yeah, no. I mean, there's been studies, and malaria is certainly not one of the factors in, the, in an ideal fuckfest scenario. What are the fuckfest factors? I'm trying. Um, Sorry, alliteration. I I think wetness. (laughs) uh, We could call that humidity. Let's call it humidity. Uh, People. I would assume people. (laughs) Animals, maybe. Um, That just depends the era and what you're into. The era? Yeah, I mean. How does the era I feel like people would have been more okay with it, like. In ancient Rome. <laughs> that was a segue. That was a segue. See, I thought you were going like Cretaceous. Okay, when there were no oh, people. Oh, yeah, well, definitely yeah. in those well, times. Then, yes, there's only animal fucking. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Is it on now? Is, hey, I mean. I'm still yeah. not. I don't. Well, I mean, history does is cyclical, so we will come back to an era where this is okay. Yeah. Presumably yeah. after the no, collapse. animal fuckfests are still okay if it's only animals, I think. <laughs> I think. Sure, there's no one judging them. No. Intraspecies is fine. It's, I mean, I feel like as long as you're, it's the human rhetoric that makes it a problem, <laughs> you know what I mean? We have a system right. of consent established in our language. Really, it's the animals way we think about words that's the problem. <laughs> Let's talk about how words have different meanings no, to different people. That's the problem and in an interspecies fuckfest. What I'm saying, like, a chipmunk and a squirrel can go at it all they like. <laughs> They're pretty similar, I feel like. Oh, and no one's going to say Close boo. enough. That's, like, yeah, mm, that's, pretty good. Meanwhile, that's like a human a person, person and... A, that's, an, up that's a <laughs> solid 85% match between <laughs> a squirrel and a chipmunk. The chipmunk if they were the on OK Cupid, you got to like, You got to tiptoe with people. You that's gotta more friend than enemy. You gotta dip their toes into the interspecies water. Right. Start but small. humans, no, only fuck humans. Right. All right. Good advice. That's, that's if you 
Listeners, if you take anything away from this episode, please, God, let it be that. Only yeah. fuck humans who've said yes. You know, yes. We're going to expand on this point, I'm going to say, because there's a lot more caveats to cover. Oh, sure. But for now, we'll bit baby steps. Only that fuck humans. That is definitely rule number one. If you're doing that, you can keep going. <laughs> Well, no. But if you're not you doing that, repeat yeah, step no, yes. one. There's a series of <laughs> steps. We'll put, a, we'll put up a fuck flow chart on the website. You know what, though? Inanimate objects are okay. I'm going to go ahead and call it. They have no memory. Oh, you're, you're calling it. For Making the decision the debate that's been right raging here. for years. <laughs> Whether it's okay for a human to fuck a book. <laughs> it's finally been I mean, if it's if authority. it's your book. If, if it's your book, don't go to the library and fuck a book. <laughs> Again, if you take anything from this episode, and it has to be one thing, that's also a good candidate. Only fuck your own books. <laughs> Great. I think that's our new slogan, guys. Only fuck your own books. Getting that on a t-shirt. It kind of works. Sampler. It kind of works for the theme of this show. <laughs> kind of? I think. How? I don't know. Assuming it's a history book. Okay. Uh, well, this week we're talking about the fall of Rome. And it's our last episode where we're going to be talking about ancient history. After this, we're going to be moving on to a new chapter. Byron, you're going to be presenting the true story. Nice, specific topic. Not too much to it. Just a real quick thing. There's not even like a three-volume classic book written about it. Mm -hmm. This episode's going to be three minutes long. (laughs) They fell down the stairs. They forgot their life alert. That was it. Sure. (laughs) And we're mostly going to be talking about things you shouldn't fuck. So it's it's going to be a little light on the history. Which is really a lot of the story of Roman history as we've discussed it so far. Sure. One of them, slaves. (laughs) Yep. Don't do it. You know what? Let's just... Start from the basis. Don't, don't have, have slaves. Them. Don't like, have them. Cut the cut the middleman on that one. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> also gonna to I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Don't conquer people. Don't conquer people. Don't slaughter their men and then capture their women and children. I'm gonna say and then make them serve you in in your opulent baths. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're doing a real public service with this one, guys. Yeah, I feel like people need be, to know. I imagine I, someone listening to this podcast with a sword in hand, ready to run out the door. It's like, wait. Can the cover image for this episode just be that the more you know star coming across? <laughs> of course. But it's getting fucked by a cartoon G.I. Joe. <laughs> Inanimate object, it's okay. It's okay. It's a, Okay, yeah, I guess a star would be inanimate. As long you as it's catched on gas, it's, I wouldn't fuck it. But you know what? If you can, they say don't get too close. But I, I don't. <laughs> I was really hoping a punchline would have arrived by the time the, the setup the left my mouth. Your brain you're just to your running mouth. down the train tracks, just, yeah. following a train that was just that wasn't a hail there. mary, and it just just collapsed. <laughs> you tried to hit the train to Hogwarts, and you ran into a brick wall. <laughs> that's that. That's what just happened. <laughs> oh, uh, well, Byron, if you want to, okay, sure. Uh, actually, I mean, slave labor really was the, an over reliance on slave labor had really weakened Rome towards the end. They hadn't conquered any new lands in a while. Uh, Hadrian's the spark had gone out of their relationship with the surrounding countries. Sure, yeah. I mean, for an empire that had stretched from like the you know the Euphrates to Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. Uh, they, they it had started receding. The Huns something through northern of, Europe. 
2.2 million square miles, something in that neighborhood, more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. A very large, contiguous land empire. Real big. Like, real big. (laughs) (laughs) That's the technical. Historians refer to it as a real big empire. (laughs) It took me a minute to understand. I was like, rule book? What the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? Nothing in the rule book about having a large empire. I'll allow it. (laughs) But they had... uh, Emperor Airbud. That should have been one of the Airbud movies. Really? If you want to point to the decline of the Roman Empire... It's when they decided that there was nothing to prove dogs could be emperors. I mean, that doesn't mean it's not a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the... Those, you know, Caligula with the horse, that could have... I I feel like that's not a hundred percent... Out of the question. The, those Romans got up to some shit. I, uh, also, Lent- I, I overlooked this in our Caligula episode, but there's a rumor, a story that Caligula appointed a horse as a senator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally skipped that when I did the real story of Caligula. That's now the fake story of Caligula. Because Caligula is a time-traveling of course, DJ, music producer, yeah. uh, <laughs> author, I believe. I forget. Yeah, he's written some books. I forget what the fuck Vanderpoop said. <laughs> Oh, he made up a whole fake life for Caligula? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll refer to the no, Caligula No, a real, a real life for real Caligula. Because, again, we've changed history. Oh, okay. That's that's the conceit of the podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> also, Julius Caesar fought ghouls. I forgot about that. I should have oh, mentioned. Yes. Oh, man. So now I've got to re... So after the ghoul attack, mm-hmm. Rome was really weakened. <laughs> the ghoul resurgence. They had decentralized Roman power by uh, Emperor Diocletian, split the empire, started uh, the east wing in Byzantium. You know, the wing <laughs> the of the empire. Off of the west wing. Yeah. <laughs> the east wing. The uh, You know, it's too Byzantine. The plot, just too much. <laughs> God, fucking uh, damn it. <laughs> that, was, that was a real nexus of dumb and intelligence. <laughs> oh, God. That was just... Because it was possibly the dumbest thing I could have said. What's the opposite of a but you have to know what Byzantine means (laughs) in like a cultural criticism (laughs) way. And a historical, uh, yeah. uh, Historically, what Byzantine means. That's what what my specialty is. It's just just real dumb jokes that you need to be Number one joke. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. You've had many number one jokes. But also, yeah, an interesting thing that I found when I was reading it up. In the you know fifteen minutes or so before I came over here, <laughs> uh, not to pull back the curtain too much was uh, lead. They had lead piping. They would boil their wine in lead casks. Yeah, like, so we're to about fermented. to see the fall of Flint, Michigan. Also, not to <laughs> <laughs> you guys, like, like another like one of more. many public service announcements: don't drink lead. Don't drink it. Yeah. Again, this is. I'm going to put this third on the list of things that we've public service announced in this particular episode but it's still Fuck important. only consenting people or inanimate objects don't or have slaves don't have slaves number three with a bullet don't, don't drink, drink lead. lead or any lead-based products <laughs> there's a theory that like the decline of use of lead-based paint has made us a less violent society hmm. and crime rates have decreased like pretty, I don't know if there's like a correlation causality issue there, but they've declined along with the decline of the use of lead ba- lead based paint. And they said that it made Romans aggressive, hmm. and they were prone to gout and other <laughs> <Yeah>. diseases. <laughs> lead and gout—that's the two things that did. 
Try not to have gout. That's another. <laughs> We're just getting them all. Out this is a very strident and preachy. For most people, oh, really, just my New Year's resolution. Yeah, the point. I'm going to try not to get gout this year. Yeah, I'm going to release most people my listening. Slaves. Some of these are really not concerns that you're going to face in your day to day life. But just in case, if somebody offers you some gout on the street, <laughs> do you are you aware what diseases are? <laughs> hey man, you want that gout? <laughs> hey man, I better, got a bit of renal failure. Got that you know? gout? Got that gout? <laughs> I mean, that's also probably drugs, which you shouldn't do. What? I don't understand why we're not selling our drugs. We keep naming them after gout and other <laughs> kidney diseases. Yeah, is gout a kidney disease? I don't know. I know your foot gets swelled up. Yeah. Swelled up. Swelled up, rolled up. Yeah, it's like what that one prince in Game of Thrones has, guys. For reference. If you need a gout reference and you watch a lot of HBO, that one prince in Game of Thrones who's in the bed, he's got the gout. Sure. Uh, the, or the guy from Mad Max with the... Oh, for sure. Yeah, the, the, the people bullet here. town guy. Oh, yeah. He had gout the for bullet sure. Farmer. Yeah, because he could just move his gouty foot. Over that was an awesome movie. You guys, <laughs> number, you could, hey, number another public service Mad announcement. Max watch Mad Max, watch Fury, Mad Max Road. Fury Road. It's a great time. They don't all have to be bummers. They don't all have to shame hey, you. This into is not you. just a to don't list. It's a to do list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like if we could work an uh, epic car chase into the revisionist story, oh, everyone so would be better off. It's the eleventh hour. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it really doesn't have to involve much dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Also, the uh, the arrival of the Huns in northern Europe pushed Germanic tribes downwards. And uh, some of them had been trained but like, as part of Roman legions. So, like, a lot of the people who ended up sacking Rome were trained by Roman soldiers. But, they're, you know, all, the, all your Germanic tribes, your Goths, your Vandals... Gods and vandals, uh, you know, and a cultural departure from the tradition of smoking under the bleachers and freaking out the squares. (laughs) The The Ramones were there. Tradition of skipping debate class. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell that that's the thing that I had planned. (laughs) And I was like a little embarrassed by the time I got it. I was like, like, I need to to get it out. I wrote it down, and it's the only thing I wrote down. You have to let it you out. Jot down these dates or facts. Yeah, I had to get it out and never think about it again. It's a joke everyone made in middle school history class in their it's notebook. So easy. Before yeah. deciding not to show it to anyone ever. Yeah, they showed it to their good friend Jeremy, and he didn't laugh. And they were like, "I guess not." Yeah. I do like that the Kirby idea. Because <laughs> he kept burning things down. Oh, now we have a whole history for for, for Jeremy <laughs> that you went to middle school with. Yeah, he's he's in prison now. Yeah, called that one, Jeremy. Oh, I just think like if you think of the imagery of a bunch of like black lipstick, pat like pallid. Skinny teens just like shuffling towards Rome, like barely caring, like yeah. with their spears. Like that'd be great. A bunch of gladiators freaking out about the encroaching army. For the yeah, for the listeners, I was pantomiming the posture of a disinterested teen centurion. It looked like a bunch of marshmallows rolling yeah. down a hill. Uh-huh. Their battle music is My Chemical Romance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a reflection of sort of the 
slower decline of the Roman Empire because earlier on in the life of the Empire, they would conscript the Germanic, the barbarian tribes into the army and give them training. But yeah. they'd also settle them, yeah. give them land and give them money. But when yeah. they have less land to give and less money to give, the barbarians become disaffected and... Much like teenagers. And power hungry. And, yeah. and early on, like, they had their own standing army, but as people became increasingly disinterested in that, mm-hmm. more reliance on the old. And I think part and it was of that, easily, like, corrupt. To, uh, right. You know, you could buy a senator pretty easily. And a lot of people say mm-hmm. part of that is when Constantine switched the empire over to Christianity, uh, which created, a, made, A, a lot of the people in the empire pacifists and unwilling to fight the encroaching hordes, and B kind of tore down a lot of the religious tolerance that had existed prior to that mm-hmm. for non-Christians, which was which, which, which a weird was a lot of, of their conquered people. Yeah. yeah. So th- again, so there are a lot of factors on the sure. road to that have been building up. Basically, there's a lot of argument about which emperor was the peak of Roman power. Uh, some people say Trajan or Hadrian. Some people Mar- say Airbud. Mar- yeah, yeah, Airbud. Well, <laughs> I would say Airbud was the nadir of Roman power, but. He he landed some sick shots. <laughs> okay. Everybody was just shooting threes while Rome burned. <laughs> <laughs> Classic story, yeah. yeah. Exactly. He was like the Steph Curry of ancient yeah. Rome. <laughs> wow. Topical sports there we reference. Go. It's sad it is sad that um that all the air buddies were killed after the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> They could have. They could have lived in. They could have served King Alaric. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a purpose. But really, they presented too much of a challenge to the throne. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they all had to be put lines to sleep. of secession. Well, what they were. <laughs> of course, he told the Roman people he took them to a nice farm upstate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was just the Western Roman Empire and the city of Rome itself that was sacked and fell. Uh, you know, the Byzantine Empire went on until like fourteen hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Ottomans, they got it. it was... And they say that w- the last emperor was a child emperor named Romulus, who an invading barbarian kicked off. A guy named like Osador, Osador. Don't know how to pronounce his name. Something like that, Osador, Osador. Kicked Osador. off the throne. Sure. And uh, a lot of historians point to that as the death knell. Do they make that sound? <laughs> Every time. Just Every like... time. Yep, that's the sound of you know the Roman Empire. So Romulus. Every time an empire ends, every time an empire ends, there's a guy standing there like, "This is well, it." No. <laughs> really, it's that guy who causes the fall of empires. <laughs> yeah, it's a real uh, Robert Todd Lincoln situation. He's always there. <laughs> what? Robert Todd Lincoln was in the city for three separate presidential assassinations. Come on, people, this is a history <laughs> fucking podcast. <laughs> Of course, it all falls into place. It's like the cigarette smoking man told me that. <laughs> he missed Kennedy. Yes, yeah, well, I, w- I would hope. Because then he's a vampire. Yeah. Maybe. We'll get to that. <laughs> you do a Robert Todd Lincoln episode. Yeah, that's true. Prob- probably we'll do a whole bunch on Lincoln, actually, specifically. Now, how many episodes can you do on... We're already going to turn him into a fucking, like, alien or some shit, and that's- then what? <laughs> not, not to spoil it, because haven't read that story yet. But, so stay tuned to the Revisionist Podcast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Once they get into when America was a thing, it's going to be great. <laughs> we're going to know a lot more of what we're talking about. We actually learned this shit. We're going to think we know a lot more of what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Let's just skip right past that part. Yeah, I went sad. to school in Texas, so they didn't really talk about that. <laughs> Topical. Uh, 
Uh, well, Byron, thank you. Thank you. Uh, any historians listening, <laughs> I, I get that I resound remarkably uninformed. That's that's perfectly okay. A lot of people use this to write essays and things for class. Oh, sure. So that that's on my vision board for this podcast. <laughs> is that I get a complaint from a someone confused, who's like, I got an F on my report. A confused thirteen-year-old <laughs> history podcast. You know what a, though? If there is a confused like. 13, 12-year-old listening to this, sure. his essay. He learned a lot of valuable lessons this episode about what to do and what, what not, not to, to do. do. Yeah, exactly. And, so. uh, anyway, Zach, I believe it's your turn. Well, the Roman Empire was one of the greatest empires the world has ever seen. It's indisputable. And a lot of people will tell you that's because their technology was more advanced or they had a better organized society or because they're shrewd leaders. But really... It's because they had what every umpire had, a magic diamond under the capital. <laughs> God damn it. I didn't quite get to that one. <laughs> you were building up to it so much. <laughs> so... You can still see the magic diamond. It's underneath the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. Well, it was called the Soul of Rome, and it was the biggest, <laughs> most coveted diamond in the entire world. <laughs> and obviously, magic diamonds give large empires their life force emanating through the entire region obviously obviously everybody knows this is basic basic fact obviously this thing needed to be protected from thieves <laughs> everybody's gonna want a magic i like how looked around before he said thieves as if one <laughs> might be behind you this is a no and near the beginning death. of the roman empire uh a woman named goody gerwin <laughs> Who appeared from nowhere one day. Greta Gerwig? Who is this? Uh, Goody Gerwin. She claimed she came from a magical land called Salem. Um, Oh, okay. And she was a science mastermind. And she created the most elaborate, impossible to get through security system for this diamond that the world has ever seen. Did it involve lasers? Oh, you bet it involved lasers. (laughs) What kind of a good... The temerity of me to ask. Um, Are you fucking kidding? Who designs an elaborate security system and is like, maybe we shouldn't have lasers. Idiots, that's who. First thing I have listed, laser grid, obviously. Proximity tiles, DNA scanners, guard tigers. A 50-inch solid steel safe. A highly trained team of of Roman legionnaires called SEAL Team VI. (laughs) Don't worry, I was worse than... I did did one worse than you, Brian. Don't worry. It's it's no 1%. No, the 1%'s never going to get chopped. That's untouchable. Anachronisms are fun. A spirit bombed with the current sitting emperor... That was only broken for 15 minutes after the emperor left the throne or died. The only time the the gem was vulnerable. And it was run, the entire grid was run on the piety of the people towards the Roman gods. Which was harnessed into pure power with a backup grid streaming from Byzantium. (laughs) How could you ever get through? How could you? Well, you would have to have a, an incredible team of burglars. Sounds like quite a caper. <laughs> One day on the streets of Rome. <laughs> some Picture sort of pickpockets killed. A child with a simple grift. <laughs> Just a pickpocketing street urchin. 
simple card grip that he uses to get minor ducats away from the commoners in the street. One day, a guard catches on to his con and grabs him by the arm, takes him away, when a mysterious stranger steps out. Let the kid go, he says. <laughs> Tosses him a golden coin. The guard, agitated, agrees to the terms, knowing this is quite the payday. Walks away. The kid thanks the stranger. Why would you do that just for me? Been watching you for a while, kid. And I think you got the gifts. <laughs> I think you are exactly who we need on our team. Wow, you'd really spend that much for me? <laughs> this is an elaborate scene. <laughs> Fake coin, kid. First trick of the trade. He takes him back to a secret bunker in the heart of Rome. Oh, God. Where he meets the team. The team assembled to, to steal the soul of Rome. Let me see. I got a list here somewhere. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> We got the con man. Mm-hmm. Jesus Quick J. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the kid just added to the team is going to become the insider, Constantine, with con spelled in big letters. <laughs> <laughs> the invader, Osador. The mm-hmm. son, Constantinus, the first emperor of Byzantium, mm-hmm. who will shut down the power grid. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling the story. Why? <laughs> the wheel man, Jimmy. Yep. Scarface Jack, the explosive guy. Uh, nitroglycerin Nick, the ghoul wrangler. I may have mixed up those last two. <laughs> the leader, George Clooney. I have to stop here and say this is not our George Clooney. It's a historical George Clooney who is separate from our George Clooney. Right. George's Clunas. And of course, the final member, Vin Diesel. Now, this is our Vin Diesel. <laughs> He's a golem? <laughs> yeah, that follows. So, uh, this team sets to work on the elaborate plan to steal the soul of Rome. First thing they got to do, they got to get down that uh, piety power. They got to get rid of the old Roman gods. How do you do that? Easy, says Quick Jade, lighting a cigarette. <laughs> you got to start a con religion. <laughs> know what happens next <laughs> jesus you know sets off to israel where he recruits a smaller team of con artists <laughs> to create this con religion and constantine he ascends to the throne all these people live hundreds of years because they drank a, pow- a potion or some shit okay <laughs> this is a long con it's oh, it's the long longest con, con in history. <laughs> Constantine ascends the throne. He assumes Christianity as the state religion. That piety power is down. Mm. He cuts Rome in two, cutting Byzantium off, and puts his own son, Constantinius. I put air quotes around son. It's not really a son. It's a, it's a con. <laughs> in charge. And he shuts down that power grid. Well, <laughs> all that's left is for Os- is for the ghoul wrangler, Scarface Jack, yeah. to get the ghouls together to assault Rome. Hence the sacking of Rome by the Visigoths, a.k.a. the ghouls that we all know lived in the area at the time. Of course. Sure. And the weakening of Rome substantially. Well, there's still one problem. The soul bond <laughs> between the gem and the ruling emperor. 
Mm. That's where Osador comes in. But that's just a 15-minute window, right? It is just a 15-minute window. window. So they're going to have to work fast once they get in. (laughs) There's tigers and and lasers. Well, the laser grid's down because they cut the power. Oh, okay. And the tigers (laughs) are down because they cut the power. Right. They're electric tigers. The Romans were very sophisticated. SEAL Team VI got called away to fight the ghouls, of course. Of course. I mean, it's still six. It's not... (laughs) So Osador kicks the reigning emperor off the throne. They got 15 minutes and they get in there quick. (laughs) Everything that can go wrong does go wrong. But somehow, through a stroke of luck... What could go wrong? (laughs) You skipped a whole part of the... Like, three of them get eaten by the fucking tigers. (laughs) Okay. That is a lot that could go wrong. George Clooney gets eaten by a tiger. And they bomb the vault. They get through. They steal the gem. And that's it for the Roman Empire. It's downhill from there. They fence the gem. Goes through a few different owners. No one knows where it is now. Unless somebody in a... Another episode says this is where it is now. And then that's where it is now. Of course. That's the short story. The long and short of it. The long con and short of it. <laughs> that's, I guess that's a pun. Sure. I'll take it. I'm I did write like a, a few. I came up with a good a couple of rum puns. I, I, I kind of have to ask. I mean, I feel like it'd be really tiresome to get into all these puns. Um, well, I asked. But I got to call them like a coliseum. <laughs> you won me back. <laughs> oh, oh, there's more. <laughs> Reach in the bag. Pull, out, pull out my phone. Oh, it's just been, oh, all day. You wrote a whole app that's just like Roman pun generator. Yeah. These puns are really coming in kicks and spartas. Oh, that's, that's off the top of my head. <laughs> Fuck you. You guys Fuck have you. to come up with some better jokes for them. Think of your listeners. God damn it. <laughs> also works as an internet pun. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Oh, is it? Well, forums are a thing. Let's not stretch the word words oh. too far. <laughs> Beyond its breaking point. I felt like Ty Brisson was the, the best one I came up with. <laughs> Get that one out in front. It hits a sweet spot between dumb and smart. All right. Well, I think that we made. That was the stupidest alternate history I've ever written. <laughs> but we'll see how the, the listeners like it. That Well, those were both two delightful tales. Now that I know how it works, I want to do one of those. <laughs> well, we, we'll schedule that then. <laughs> I'm much better at like creating silly things than knowing how history transpired. <laughs> well, those two great tales. Uh, listeners, I'm going to open the vote to you. Uh, you can cast your vote at revisionistpodcast.com using the contact form. I'm uh, going to vote on air for Zach's. All right. That's a big get. Big that get. Is, that is seeding the original history already. In- inaugural on-air vote. And really, uh, well, we've had... I think that's a revisionist first. That is. So, congratulations. You win this plaque that says, no new cavities. This is the first plaque I could think of. Did not think of that pun either. Oh, boy. So many puns, you guys. Oh, yeah. We've established that we have a pun board, and we can't leave the podcast until it's full. (laughs) It's a big thermometer. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we, wrote, we got the mercury to rise a little bit. Come on. That's a god, right? <laughs> that's, that's sure, a god. that's a god. We'll put it on there. That's, that's a god. Yep, exactly <laughs> what we were all thinking. <laughs> well, no, because a thermometer has mercury, mercury rises. I understand how the pun so, like, The panometer yeah, no, rises. We all follow. We, we that aspect it. of it was clear. 
Mercury. The isn't lending much to the joke. Mercury, a god of the Roman pantheon. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, those are my favorite kind of jokes. And I hate myself for laughing at them, but I can't help it. So you can contact us at revisionistpodcast.com or on Twitter or Facebook. And if you really want to help out the podcast, one of the best things you can do is write a review on iTunes. Yeah. Do write a good review for the revisionists on iTunes. Five stars. Five stars. We will accept four. Three is... You're pushing it, yeah. Yeah. Two and one. What are you doing? I mean... That's... You're fucking us here, is what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't fuck us. That's... That's lower down on the list. Unless we consent. Exactly. And you're an human. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think... I don't know if animals can really consent to fuck someone. No, they just take it. They just take (laughs) it from you like beasts. (laughs) The look in your eyes. I would convey it in words, but my tongue can't, can't bring such darkness to life. Byron, you're a comic you're all over town, but you're going to be uh, hosting one edition of the Funny Final Four coming up. That's right. Uh, February 24th, 8 o'clock, Post Meridium. And that is Comedy Works Downtown. A tournament competition between it is. teams it's, of comedians. Yeah, so there are four captains. We each pick uh, 12 comics, and then we face off, and whoever in brings the most. Combat. Yeah, it's not about comedy at all. Yeah, when it's this is blood sport. In physical combat, it's the least satisfying night out you could ever experience. It really is. It's a bunch of people who don't know how to fight, but have nothing left. So they <laughs> just—it's just savagery. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> so much like gladiatorial combat, exactly. except it, instead of like men plucked from various empires it's at men the peak children. of physical condition it's it's obese men children <laughs> yeah um and the, who have strong <laughs> opinions about various comic book characters yeah <laughs> and the women who grudgingly tolerate them it's gonna be <laughs> a lot of that but uh, it's, it's gonna be a really fun show you have a really great team built solid so. lineup uh decent conceit it's called the grammys it's mm. the it modeled after an awards ceremony that's a pun put that one on the board there we go mm-hmm. is it okay we'll put we'll count that as as the price of our freedom <laughs> sure but you know i'll be giving an away away an award so like for for instance like the award for best sustained 30 seconds of eye contact goes to alex greasy mm. like that kind of oh. award <laughs> i told him that and he was delighted so it's not like i'm talking at a school here <laughs> no no i i could def- i was just saying that making that face because i could definitely see that about alex greasy <laughs> Uh, At Byron FG on Twitter, uh, check my check out my Westward author page. Uh, th- that that's all the plugs I have to plug. What about you guys? Uh, Zach, you you co-host Stage of Fools podcast, which I just guested on. Yes, the most recent episode has me and Brian, so the transition will be even easier. <laughs> and that's again, that's a podcast where you discuss ease the royals. Ter- yes, trashy, trashy, Not incredibly. Yeah. Trashy show that has loosely based on Hamlet. Yes. Far more anal waxing than I thought <laughs> it would. It's a, an, an incredible factor in the show. It's uh, it's a recurring theme. It's, it's a late motif, I believe, yeah. is the term. As for me, coming up February seventeenth, I'll be appearing at the stand-up show down at the Denver Improv. You can contact me for tickets to that. And I think that'll do it for this episode. Byron, thank you for joining us. 
Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I really like this podcast. Yeah, we have me back. I'll make up a story and I'll prepare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. That'd be great. Um, to have you not just i didn't mean that as like a caddy yeah you'll oh, like, that'd be great if we could uh, get something we yeah. could actually use i always feel like i'm cattier than i actually yeah, am he was angrily rolling his eyes and turning away from the microphone yeah. as he said it yeah that'd be great yeah great whatever zach thank you as always uh yeah i feel like that's unnecessary well <laughs> well that's what makes it meaningful sure i guess so that's sweet for, for everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And I'm Byron Graham. See you guys. <laughs> See you next time.